0: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective 2020 on Vision
1: Well, as you know, on 2020, every now and then we have a wonderful opportunity to check the pulse of churches that are growing in various nations around the world that are not typically a part of our usual conversations. Well, a special opportunity today because before 1990, there were no evangelical believers in the nation of Montenegro. Then, in 1992, after the collapse of communism, Vladimir Chismansky came to Montenegro as a missionary from Serbia, and he planted a church in the capital city of Podgorica. Vladimir spent the last 25 years preaching the good news of Jesus Christ and pastoring the church, ably assisted by his wife, Mariana, now, Vladimir is visiting Australia and our privilege to catch up on what God is doing in that part of the world, a part of the world we don't often hear a lot about. Vladimir, a special welcome along to 2020.
2: Thank you very much.
1: Vladimir, part of the reason for your visit is to visit an aunt, a relative, in southeast Queensland.
2: Yes, that, that is right. But it is our uh, joy when we can meet other people who are a family of God and uh, that we can connect with uh, different people who are interested in mission work.
1: Now we don't often talk about Montenegro and if my geography has been a bit rusty let me just fill listeners in. Of course it's in Eastern Europe bordered by Bosnia and Herzegovina in the north Serbia to the east and Albania is in the south and just across the Adriatic Sea to Italy. In Montenegro, there's primarily an orthodox element of Christianity. How does that look to you?
2: Yeah, Montenegro was part of Yugoslavia, and that was the smallest republic of Yugoslavia. While there were other uh, denominations and churches in other republics of Yugoslavia, there was none in Montenegro. Uh, Part of that was uh, that the strongest communists uh, came out from uh, from Montenegro. But as uh, communism fell off um, and uh, uh, people started to search for their und- identity, many people went actually to their uh, religious roots. Uh, so 70% of Montenegrin are claiming they are Eastern Orthodox believers. But unfortunately, they are not going to church uh, so Um, many of them would say they are also atheists. Even they would say they're Orthodox. So that is mainly uh, national identity than uh, a real belief. Um, uh, So when uh, everything uh, fell apart uh, regarding communist system, um, Orthodox Church uh, started to be more and more strong, and uh, people were leaning toward that so that that is still on uh, the place
1: so there is an openness to christian religion and uh, there's this identity as being eastern orthodox but people are not going to church so how receptive are they uh, when the gospel is preached as an evangelical christian pastor and and preacher uh, what sort of reception do you receive when you're talking about things of god
2: yeah, in the beginning, uh, people were informed that evangelicals are not good, and that uh, this religion is coming from the West. That uh, there is a attempt to like uh, to destroy uh, Orthodox being from inside. Um, so people are pretty suspicious, but that's actually. Um, changing uh, in uh, recent years because of Internet and uh, information that can be reached easily. So more and more people are knowing about Protestants and Evangelicals. But still, um, uh, we need a lot of effort and a lot of time to, to build up relationship with people. Because once, they, once you get information uh, that something or somebody is not good, Um, then you need a lot of time to prove that you are normal, that you are good, that you want good for society where you live. So, yeah, uh, the work is very slow, so there are no quick results. Uh, You need a lot of patience uh, to build up the relationship with people and um, to let them see by themselves that uh, you are really living what you are believing.
1: So under communism, the church, Christianity, got such a bad rap that that continues on and a suspicion of anything that looks like a Western church when you compare that to an Eastern Orthodoxy and yet those who are Eastern Orthodox aren't going along to church. There's another thing to explore with you. The idea that Montenegrins are sensitive regarding the visible expressions of religious meeting places, does that mean there's, there's not many churches at all in Montenegro?
2: Yes, that's correct. Um, we are just about a project that we want to, to do uh, in the near future. Uh, so Orthodox people are very sensitive about the place where you meet. So, for example, we are renting now um, space that was re- uh, that was previously used as a coffee shop. So, when you say to Orthodox people that you are meeting in such a place, they think that you are not quite serious. Uh, and uh, uh, Mont- um, Montenegrin people and Orthodox Church is very much serious. So, for example, they they do not even sit in the churches because. They think, in a standing position, you are honoring God in better way than than sitting uh so um, expression where you meet and um, is it is it the the building yours it's very much meaning to them. We know the church is not uh, brick and, and stone, but those are people uh but we are we are planning to to build first purposefully built building for the church in Montenegro. So that's something big, and I'm so excited that we can be part of the history in Montenegro and all those who, who would like to, co- to, co- to contribute.
1: So your church is around about 300 strong, and the total population in Montenegro around about 650,000 people. When you get your church up are you going to culturally have a church where people will come and stand or are you going to be putting in church seating, uh, church pews for people to sit on? What's your plan, Vladimir?
2: Yeah, of course, we will put uh, weather pews or or, or chairs. It doesn't matter very much for us, uh, uh, for people to sit. Um, But... uh, um, this view of uh, being visible, being transparent, uh, to have a church building is very important for Montenegrins because, you know, the, the the propaganda about sects and cults was that they are meeting in uh, houses or private uh, flats uh, in order to be secret, uh, to hide from a public eye. But when you uh, set up the the the, the meeting place then uh, you are sending the message that you are transparent, that you are uh, serious, that you are not um, going anywhere, uh, that that you are staying actually, and and that you are at the service uh, for society where you are and that you are here to to proclaim the the message.
1: Okay, so So having...
2: So we want to, to create atmosphere where people are welcomed, where they know where we meet. Um, that they can get uh, something good from
1: it. Uh, Listeners will appreciate how significant it is to when you're a part of a local church to have your own church building and some particular and special needs in Montenegro and as you say, to have an officially recognized facility does away with a lot of that suspicion because it creates mm-hmm. then the impression of transparency and stability in the church, and and you're seeing that as the next level of breakthrough for your church uh, in Montenegro.
2: Yes, yes, very much. That's 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 the point. Uh, not not to build our kingdom or anything like that, but actually to be recognized as uh, as people who are really believing. Uh, and living what they believe, what is written in the Bible. And uh, uh, I have to just uh, make a slight correction. Um, the, the whole population of all evangelical uh, believers in Montenegro is at most 300 people, which makes um, 0.03 or 4% of whole population. Uh, our church is about 50 people. And uh, we are very glad that we have continual growth uh, right from the beginning, and we are praying that we are staying united in a, in a position to proclaim the gospel. And this building wouldn't be just for our church. Um, it would be meant for to be as a mission center from where people can be sent throughout Montenegro and uh, where people can get uh, more education, and also for uh, short term uh, mission teams that are interested more and more to come to Montenegro, we will give uh, we, we will be able to give facility for fifteen people uh, so that can be also a great strength uh, of this facility that we can uh, uh, give support for those who are willing to come and help us.
1: Vladimir, I'm pleased that you corrected me on the numbers because For many listeners who are listening to our conversation today, they're a part of a church that has more than 300 people in it. And Mm -hmm. you're saying there are only 300 evangelical believers in the whole nation of Montenegro. And uh, your congregation is around 50 strong. And it does make it very difficult when you've got a congregation just 50 strong to build your own church building. And that is a project that you've got going now uh, tell us about your plans for the sort of building that you want to see established in your city.
2: Mm. Uh, we are so glad that God already gave us grant that we could buy um, ground uh, that is uh, a pool of potential. Uh, there there is uh, fifteen hundred uh, square meters in it, and uh, we would like to uh, to build facility that would be um uh four stories uh one would be under underground um, and one would be half story so it would give us um, a space for 120 people to uh, to get uh, together um, and uh, the second phase that we are waiting for uh, is to be as we would say to put the building under the roof and then inside we already have Offers from different agencies, uh, from UK, from America, from the West, to come and help us to to do inside work. So um, that's uh, that's something that is uh, in the plan.
1: Okay, you've got a little bit of support that's coming from architects in Slovakia and in Estonia. And there's some support that's coming out of the United States. And part of your visit here in Australia, not only to visit your aunt in Southeast Queensland, but I'm sure you'd like to make some new friends. And when listeners hear a conversation about Montenegro, they might be, something might be striking a chord in the heart of some listeners and perhaps even pastors listening in, thinking of how their next mission exploits might happen. And uh, there might be some connection there. How do people get in contact with you? It's not easy to get a hold of you because you don't actually have an official website. Uh, How will people get in touch with you?
2: Yeah, the website is under construction. We will have it soon. Uh, If they would like to connect uh, with me, uh, they can do that through uh, my email address, which is cizvim at gmail.com. Uh, so anyone who would like to be part of this big step in Montenegro uh, can contact me, and we can develop from there uh, what would be the ways that uh, people can contribute, and how to make uh, closer contact and more information. Whatever they would be interested for, we can go from there and um, just to develop. Uh, so I'm I'm so grateful that God opened door for us. Uh, To come at this special time, uh, as we are about this uh, program and project of of building the building in Montenegro, uh, that we were invited by my aunt, but also that we can make uh, contact with more people. And uh, if listeners
1: have forgotten that email, uh, let me know and uh, I'll pass that email on to you. It's C-I-Z-V-I-M at gmail.com. Vladimir Chizmansky is a missionary from Montenegro. He is leading a church there with his wife, Mariana. And Vladimir, I want to say thank you so much for taking some time to share your thoughts, uh, to share your vision and to share your heart with us today on 2020.
2: Thank you for invitation and your patience and uh, may God bless you. I heard many good news about about this radio and I'm very pleased that I could be a guest today.
0: Before you go, thanks for listening.
2: There's lots more great
0: audio on demand or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported.